bald Halrod, you're up. Halrod the bald. Hello and welcome to another episode of D&D Valiant Odyssey. Guys, we're in Undercliff. We're playing Farming Simulator here in D&D. Guys, we have uh, Beagram, we have Felix, we have Bengal, and we have Halrod. And you guys have just vacated the city that wants you prison. And um, you're lying low for a while after finding out some disturbing information from Arden that the spirit-bound tome is gone. So you guys have uh, decided to be one less warrior on his plate and have gone to the wilds of Undercliff. And you've just arrived. So that's where we cut in. You guys currently have parked your horse and cart in the middle of the city square. As you look around this village, you can see farmers moving about their business. You can see various priestesses of Mardol moving across in various directions as well, helping people that are basically living their daily lives. You can see their brown robes and their hoods that indicate that they're a part of the temple. You get the scent of various produce fresh from the collection in the morning. As you get to this village of Undercliff, it's probably around mid-morning. What would you guys like to do, all four of you, as the horse is pulled to a halt? Mm, it's good to be in the country. I'm already bored. Yeah, we need something to do here. I wonder I wonder if there's a Barra-like person. Don't worry, fellas. We'll, uh, we'll sign up to work on the, on the community farm. We'll plant some crops and just lay low for a while. Can I get some food? I'm hungry. I also just don't want to do that. Yeah, that doesn't sound like good fun to me. That's um, we got to do I something. Get dirty I mean, doing that. Depending on how long we are here, I could put tents in the fields. But sort mm. of itching. Take care of the mouse problem? Yeah. <laughs> well, don't worry I about it. I can do that too. No, but if you sit there bored and want, I'm thinking things are going to happen, it will. This town is, have, has a habit of getting attacked by goblins every now and again, but considering we've killed we've killed Overbite now, they might not come back. Ah, I thought his name was Underbite. No, it's Overbite. Ah. Okay. Trust me, I've been at, I was at war with him for years. Seemed just like it. See, he seemed like Underbite. Fair enough. <laughs> All right, let's let's, uh, let's get into town. Get some, get some food into Bengal before he wastes away. I am wasting away just a little bit. Mm, maybe we can ask around about the goats that were massacred as well. That's a good point. The guy said they were just wild goats. Still. But maybe someone said do. something. Or some other animals have met a similar fate. That's a good point. But I think you guys are trying to look for a quest that doesn't exist at this point. Felix is bored. I am very bored. We must entertain him. Are you not entertained? Yes, no. I am not entertained. <laughs> so at that, you guys make your way to an establishment that will serve you food. Where are you going? What was it? Boar's head? The wild boar. The wild boar. We're going to the wild boar. Okay, so at that, you guys make your way to this inn slash tavern. And as you can see it, it's a two-story building. You can see the bottom half is strictly a tavern and the top half is rooms. Arod and Felix, you look toward that fateful room. Room number three. Now the innkeep, did you get that room cleaned up? <laughs> uh, you haven't gone in yet, but as you look at it, you can see that the there is still 
wooden bars across the door in a cross that seems to mean that nobody's been in that room for a while. <laughs> As you make your way through the doors, you can see that they are large and wooden, and atop it, you can see a large boar's head that seems to be protruding from uh, a taxidermied plate. As you go in, you can see the ring of the bar that seems to house three or four patrons on leather stools. To the right of that, you can see a stage. And to your immediate right, you can see various tables and high stools where people would sit. You also see two fireplaces that currently are not lit. And to your left, you can see booths that house people having their morning breakfast. What would you like to do? I know it's been a while since we've been here, but Leilani's not lit. Roll a perception check. One track mine there. 22. Okay, so as you scan the area, having immediately thought of Leilani moving into this place, you take a deep inhale, trying to catch her scent. You look around the area, there is a faint swell of music, and the chatter of people seem to be dulling most of your senses. Then you look towards the stairs in the left-hand corner of the room and descending it's a figure of beauty, Leilani the Tabaxi. You can see that she's got this yellowy-brown fur. She's wearing this uh, brown vest that seems to be tied in the middle with a sash. On her back is a lute, and you can see that she seems to have uh, some various earrings across her pierced Tabaxi ear. You look at her eyes. They're completely green as she scans the room. And Lady in Red plays in the background. In the most awkwardest manner possible, as I catch sight of her, I sort of like wave my hand up in the air and sort of like try and get her attention to say that, hey, look, people that she might know are here. Um, she does, Smooth, Felix. <laughs> she does look in your direction and you can see that she does give you a wave and a familiarity face falls upon her as she smiles towards you. You watch as she moves over to the bar and you can see that the, um, the bartender is at this current moment, is a male dwarf. And you can see he's standing there. He's got what looks like a horseshoe ring of hair across his face. You can see he's got this um, this wrinkled sort of brow and, and cheek pattern. You can see he's got stubble across his chin and a very heavy mustache. And as he sits there, you watch as Leilani just like pats him on the hand as if to say hello, but never leaves eye contact from you four. She moves across the patrons, and as she moves past tables, you hear one of them say, Great show last night, Leilani, and she says, Thank you, and she moves towards you four. She says, Keen for a bit of country life, boys. I spent many years here. It's home to me. Your name isn't uh, isn't unheard in these parts. Let's just say that. There isn't a day that goes by where somebody doesn't talk about Halrod. What are you doing here? Uh, we were falsely, well, I was falsely accused of murder. Murder? I was put in prison. You watch as she gets a little bit of excitement across her brow and she says, Murder, that's pretty serious. Did you do it? You did it, didn't you? Uh, I, well, no. Way, I, way to keep a low profile. Yeah, I was going to say, we need to, like, we don't broadcast this. Come on, guys. I'm one of you. I, I know. I've spent some time at the Odyssey as well. That is true. Have you? Was, is Leo around? He was. He's yep. recently left. Oh, he's, okay. Alrighty. How's he, he doing? Yeah, he seemed good. He was traveling with this big dragonborn guy. He's new best pal, I guess. Breton was with him. He's told me all about what happened at the Odyssey, and he's 
his leg isn't doing so well, but they're heading south. Oh, okay. Well, that's that's good. I'm glad. I'm glad they've gotten out and they're doing all right. Well, they're doing a job for Art, and they wouldn't tell me much more than that. But I decided to stay here. I'm making a bit of a killing, you might say. I just got residency. Ooh. How the folk down here around here do like their music? And I can provide. I love it when I strum the lute. So we're kind of outdoors at the moment, running from the five O. Are you? Are you bragging? Ah, uh, no, of course not. It's actually it seems like you're bragging, like you. It's it's it, it's uh uh more of a like um, you know you know um, it it it's uh. I'm gonna stop you right there. I'll stop you right there, Kitty. Um, why don't you guys take a booth? I'll get Zuri to get you some food, and just collect yourselves, as you know, as big bad outlaws, you might need. Uh, why did you think of your next plan? I need to have a little bit of a bit of a next move happening. That, that right. sounds good. Yeah. Yeah. Right. So we'll head over to the and as we're walking away, I'll slap Felix around the head. Wait, smooth. <laughs> uh, I, don't, I don't know. Like, usually I'm a lot better at that. It's a good thing we're around here for a while. You can actually uh, repair the damage you just did. Emotional damage. <laughs> 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 All right, and at that, uh, you watch as Leilani the Tabaxi moves over to the dwarven individual and she puts one elbow on the bar as she converses to him and leans her body uh, across it and she says something to Zuri and Zuri mentions something to her and moves to the back to give the order to the kitchen staff. It's at that moment you watch as another individual, a humanoid female, moves some plates around towards other patrons and she goes and takes the stage and starts playing. It's at that moment as well where you watch as the same humanoid delivering food moves the plates to your tables and you can see four plates all of pies and you can see there seems to be some jugs of mead that accompany them except for yours, Halrod, which has milk. And you can see as the the ticket or the bill is slid across the table, you can see in scrolled handwriting the outlaws with a little heart Well, looks like uh, we're uh, maimed, staying undercover. Yeah. Yeah, congratulations. We're still good at hiding our identities. This is your town, Harold. I know that. You, on the other hand, don't have to go, we're outlaws. I was accused of murdering people. And we're on the run. Well, she asked us what happened. Lie. <laughs> Just say, it's a, long, like it's a long story. We'll talk about it in private. Or a white lie. Still a lie. Still a lie. One that doesn't hurt. Anyway. Dig in. These pies have always been top quality around here. Hey, Harold, are you going to have your pie? What do they look like? I'm going to have my pie and I'm going to eat it too. Damn it. As you look at it, the top uh, pastry looks extremely crusty, mm. extremely well cooked. There is a, a massive scent that comes off of it. And as you open it up, you can see that it, it seems to be like an ale pie. Mm. Kind of pick at it a little bit. Mm. And then, yeah, just I do eat it. All right. You pick at yours as you watch the two dwarves absolutely devour theirs. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Bengal smashes it against his face in hunger. <laughs> um, and it's at that stage as well, you hear the song that Leilani was playing seems to finish. You're probably in this area for an hour or so, having just finished your meals. You push your plates ahead of you and you look towards the people in the tavern. People have come and gone, mostly common folk. 
Do any of them pay attention to Halrod? Some of them do, but when they pay attention to him, they merely look and give a nod of respect and continue on their way. You see one of them as well moves in, looks at him, like gestures towards the head, and then gives two thumbs up, like, nice look. Um, looking around, is there other patrons that have been here pretty much the whole time we've been here that look... Oh, definitely. Look, uh, but instead of there being jovial or more there in their cups rather than... Roll an insight check. Mass. 14. You can see one female human that seems to be at the bar, seems to be in her cup and she's looking at Leilani playing. Yeah, she just seems to be not as jovial as the rest. Most seem to be sort of happy farming folk, but this one seems to just be... And she's at the bar? She's at the bar. Um, I'm going to meander over to the bar. Mm-hmm. Sp- meander. <laughs> Where is he going? To speak to the barman. Okay, so you're speaking to the barman? Yep. All right, so you get to the barman. You can see Zuri uh, standing right, there. Right next to the woman. Yep, yep. Yeah. And Zuri's standing there. He looks towards you and he says, Did you enjoy the pie? Uh, I loved it. I'll give the compliments to the chef. Ah, uh, uh, yes, please do. Just wondering, have you heard of any animal attacks in the area? Cause I have. There was the, um, well, there's some goats along the road if you haven't heard. They're absolutely torn to shreds. Has anyone seen what did that or knows what happened to them? Some people say there's a man wolf about. Uh, interesting. Has it uh, affected any of the farms well, around here? The people that say that, they're not really uh, reputable sources, you might say, so we tend to think it a bit of pish posh. So none of the livestock or the actual farmers you know have been... Not that I've heard, but we... Well, we haven't heard from the North for, for a little bit of time. They've uh, they've been keeping to themselves, I guess. You uh, know, the, farm, s- the farms to the North? Aye, ever since the... Um, the incident with group. Yeah, yeah. Uh, understandable. It's a. It was sad for his loss. Aye, aye. Things have been changing around here. The borders there. You'd think they'd be safer without Ulverbright running around, but. No order now. No order. Seems to have kicked up some things, something rustling in the forest. So who's currently running the town? Uh, well, Veer has taken on most of the responsibility. She's the spiritual leader underneath group. Um, nice she spends, lady. I, she spends most of her time in the sanctuary, but she does venture out every here and there. She's been... She's probably taken it the hardest, to be honest. Um, have I noticed the the woman next to me spark up at all of any of the conversation we've been having? Not really. She seems to be locked on Leilani and glances and then looks down in her cup. Ah. Uh. As you look at her, you can see that there is a lynx fur cape that seems to be draped over one of the stools next to her. And you also see on her person a small flute that seems to reside down her side. Can I make a perception check or insight check to see if it looks like she's looking at Leilani with either like admiration or jealousy? Roll an insight check. Ooh, natural 20. Okay, so... As you look at her, there are moments where she starts to tense her body. And as she looks towards Leilani, who just seems to be hitting the crescendo of her song, that seems to be when it happens. You feel her arm jerk a little bit and her body's sort of facing away from you. So you look over her shoulder just so and you can see her inscribing in the bar with her fingernail the words, 
fuck you, Leilani. Uh, so you assume jealousy. No. <laughs> no. But yeah, she's okay. just digging at the bar in these small letters. And she's just, every time she hits a note, and you can tell that she's like, fuck, she's good, but also fuck her. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, she seems to be paying no mind to you and the yeah, bartender at yeah, all. Yeah. Uh, give a so shit. I might just flag her. Mm. And next time, once Leilani's finished and next time she's free, I might just mention Leilani just to. Not probably, does she look like she could possibly be a threat at any point? With your insight check, she looks like a she looks like she's pretty well off in terms of her garb and her coat and her instrument. But she doesn't seem like a local here. So right. she she might be traveling in or traveling out trying to get a job, but obviously has had no luck here. Ah, okay. Yeah. The next time Lily's just available, I might just mention her just to keep an eye out. Okay. Is there anything else you wanted to say to the bartender? Uh, no, I'll, I'll thank him and then head back to the All right. table. Zuri looks to you before you go and he says, Give my best to Halrod. Ah, oh, of course, we will do. He gives a nod. As you guys begin sitting at the bar. Begum, you're going to finish that pie or what? Uh, I finished the pie, but I pushed the meat over towards you. I want that meat. I push it out to the center of the table for someone, anybody to grab. Heads or tails? Tails. My no. <sighs> as he goes and eats it, you guys watch as the doors of the tavern swing open and you can see a gentleman walking in who seems to be quite well built. You can see there is an axe upon his back, like a wood woodchopper's axe. And you can see as well that he seems to be wearing a white cotton shirt. He's got a brown, uh, mousy hair that just seems to be sort of messily pushed across his face. You can see he's got these dark eyebrows and you can see him just like looking around the tavern. As he walks over to the nearest table immediately to his right, he can see three he can see three patrons there and he moves to their table, leans directly on their table and just starts eating their food. He just immediately starts ravenously eating their food. At that, you watch as the three people sort of step back and they say, hey, Cormer, uh, if you're hungry, we can get you some food. And you watch as he just like looks at him and growls and he starts to eat his food more ravenously as well. He watches, he makes his way to the next table, pushes over an individual that seems to be eating there and grabs his food and just starts eating his food as well. You watch then as an individual from the next table across, you hear Leilani on the mic say, hey, hey, calm down. And at that, you watch as he sort of stands up, gets his axe out, overhead swings it into the table in front of him and you watch as it completely splits in half. You watch as three of the individuals then run out of the tavern and you watch as he stands there and he says, I'm hungry. Give me food. And you watch as he moves directly over to the last table and you watch as this gentleman stands up. He goes, mate, sit down. You're causing a struggle. And as he does that, he holds his hand out. And when he holds his hand out to stop him, you watch as this gentleman that seems to be referred as Call Me grabs his axe, chops off his hand. As he chops off his hand, you watch as he just screams. And as he screams, you watch as he moves down over over the struggling body of this guy with a now a headless, handless arm. And just start sort of gnawing at the food that he was eating. I stand up slowly. Can I take a God damn you, Felix? Can I take a deep breath in? Yeah, like a another scent, like to see what I can smell. Yeah, roll a uh, perception. Twenty-five. Ale, food, and also you get a scent of dried blood from this individual. Can I tell what kind? Like if it's just animal blood. You can't really tell what kind of blood it is. It's definitely dried, but you also smell a lingering, 
a lingering scent of rot on this person. Right. They just start ravenously eating. I think we found our culprit, and I'm gonna like just start walking over to him. And say, I think we should be careful. Hey, friend. As you say that, he immediately stands, swings his axe backward, backhandedly at you without even looking at you. Does a does a nineteen hit? That does. Oh fuck! Oh no! Second attack, natural twenty. Two hits. So the first one. Oh my god! Full damage. 15 for the first hit, which wasn't a natural 20. Oh, you're lucky. For the second natural 20 is uh, is seven points of damage. So you watch as he backhands his axe straight across you, taking you by surprise. The axe slashes you directly across the chest, and then he moves towards you and punches you with his palm and just hits you with the side of his axe again, which um, hits you directly across the face. And as he looks to you and he goes, leave me alone. And then he jumps on top of you. Everybody roll initiative. I'm at 6 HP and I am pissed. Uh, 21. 21. 21. 18. Sucker. <laughs> <laughs> I know. But since when does 18 get a womp womp? <laughs> In this instance, it does. You watch as Felix immediately takes two hits across the face and the chest, and you watch as blood begins to pour out onto the floor. This individual that seems to be called Cormier looks towards you, looks towards the blood, looks towards you again and he watches his eyes just flick this green color and you watch as he gets down on all fours and he seems to be ready to go your turn felix i'm a, i'm a, i'm going to hit him roll your attacks 15 15 will hit so i will hit him with my astromus dick yep and i'll also use a key point for a stunning strike okay so he'll roll a save Con save will be a 14. That's what you needed. Okay. He'll take eight points of damage. Yep. He shakes off the stun. You watch as he seems to be too angry and rage-filled. Um, I'll do my second attack. Natural 18. Uh, yeah, hit. Uh, seven points of damage and I'm, I'll do another stunning strike. Okay. Uh, that will only be a 12. So I believe he's stunned. He is stunned. All right. So as you hit him, what does this stunning strike look like for you? What do you do? So I'll try and go for the uh, sternum first, and I'll um, smack him with my escrow sticks connected. I'll smack him in the sternum to try and stun him at the first point, but his bloodlust just doesn't do much. So I'll um, follow it back on the other side and crack him in the temple, which will stun Definitely him. Definitely does stun him. You watch as he takes a minute, his own blood spits across the floor, and he's just staggered there for a minute, just breathing deeply. You hear him just growling as he inhales, just... <laughs> Um, I will use a third key point to do flurry of blows. Flurry of blows, go for it. Roll your your attack. Uh, So it's a natural 16 and a natural 15. Both hit. Total of 16 points of damage for both. Okay, cool. So 16 points of damage. You hit him two more times in his flurried state. Because he's stunned, you do get advantage on those. So just double check to see if you get a 20. 19. No. Um, okay. I might also at this point too back the fuck up. Yep. So he can't take any attack of opportunity because he is indeed stunned. Uh, I'll head in front of Leilani at the stage. As you look, getting all protective of Leilani, you can see her still uh, maintaining her loot, looking in shock. Basically, she hasn't moved from the from the shock of it all. Is that your turn? Uh yes, that should be my turn. Yeah. All right, bald Halrod, you're up. <laughs> Halrod the bald. All attacks have advantage. So I'm just gonna 
pull out the UFO, but I'm not going to declare him a sworn enemy because I don't want to waste that. Now 20 on the first one. And a 15 on the second. Roll a uh, history check as well as you look at this individual more closely. Uh, history, I rolled a 20. As you aim down the sights of your oath bow, you look at this individual and he, as he turns to see Felix, his face bloodied and bruised. That name, that Cormier, that rings a bell. He he breeds horses in the northern farms and he sells a lot of his horses to the city watch. He's a local here. He's never acted like this before. Mm. It's weird. So that's 11 for the first one. 11 points of damage. Yep. An arrow hits him directly into the shoulder. And, as he um, goes to lunge towards Felix, you just put him down with the arrow and it pushes him back just enough two feet as the uh, axe swipes across his chin. And I'll just, yeah, I'll just say to him, like, Corbin, I don't want to have to do this. He doesn't seem to pay any mind to you. So I'll roll my net 20. 14 plus 16 damage. 16 damage. Nice hit. He's still going. To finish up my turn, I'm actually going to take steps towards him to try and get closer so he might come towards me instead of Felix. Okay. So he immediately attempts to stand up to his feet and you watch as he seems to be a bit dazed looking in this bloodlust, but you can see this green sheen to his eyes as he's looking from left to right and he seems frenzied, angry. And you watch as he just is growling. He's just like, <sighs> hungry, hungry. And he just keeps saying hunger, hungry. Did I uh, roll an arcane, uh, arcane arcana check? Yep. Two, 17. He doesn't appear to have the same symptoms, if you will, as somebody controlled by Delnak the Outcast, seeming as though you'd seen lots of them before. Mm. This is This is madness. This is pure madness. You can just see... There is nothing behind his gaze. It's almost glazed over with the amount of degeneration that you see there behind his eyes. I looked at Zuri and said, you might want to get the militia down here. That then brings us to uh, Bengal's turn. I am going to pull out both my hand axes. I'm also going to look at Halrod and say, Halrod, are we actually killing him or disarming him or stopping him? We've got to put him down regardless. Try not to kill him. In that case, I am going to try and throw my axe at one of his legs to drop him. All right. Roll an attack. 18. That will hit. Roll your damage. So a D6 plus whatever modifier it is. Six. Six points of damage. As you throw it into his leg, it is now embedded. He doesn't even seem to take any notice still looking directly at Felix and the blood around him. Uh, what would you like to do with your second attack? I'm going to throw my other hand axe into his other leg. Go for it. Jim Carrey, Ace Venture. <laughs> yeah. 13. 13 just hits. Eight. Eight points of damage. Okay, so you watch then as the second attack from the axe, you watch as he lunges directly towards Felix, and as he lunges, the axe hits him directly in the leg, makes him stumble. And as he stumbles, his knee hits the ground, leaving him a foot or so away from Felix. He looks up to you. <sighs> and you watch as he bears his teeth at you to attempt to almost bite you. These hands just move towards you to rip you apart. And at that uh, point, it becomes Bagram's turn. I'll bear my teeth back at him as well. All right. So I move within 30 feet of him. Okay. So you make yep. your way back towards oh, the, entry the entrance hallway. Yeah. Yep. And as you stand there, just peeking around the corner towards yep. these booths where people are, are now fleeing, yep. what do you do? At that point, I'm just going to I'm gonna use Charm Person and see if I can kind of calm down with the Charm Person and kind of get them to 
just okay. change his mind. So that's a wisdom save? It is. Yep. 11. Uh, he gets a natural 14. Uh, of course. So you watch okay. as, as this magic, you're sort of clicking your fingers and projecting this image forward and your eyes turn this silvery color. And as you look towards Newton and he looks towards you, he almost does this weasel shrug like, yeah. He's still an owl, but yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. So just kind of head turns left and right. Yep. And at that, you watch then as, um, yeah, he seems to have no effect. Yep. All right. Uh, just bonus action hide. All right. So roll your stealth. <laughs> That's an eight. You are hidden. <laughs> Leilani gives you direct eye contact and just sighs. She's like, Give a little wave. All right. That then brings us to his turn. You watch as he takes some deep inhales, Felix. Just. (sighs) He stands to his feet. You can see both hand axes in his legs, dripping blood to the floor. You watch as he has his axe dragging along the floor in one of his dead arms as you basically just struck him. And that's his turn because you stunned him. So at the end of his turn, he's no longer stunned but he's standing there in front of you. Seeming like he's about to fuck you up. Okay, so I am injured. So I might... So I'm, I'm going to use the potion to heal myself a little bit. Mm-hmm. A little bit. And then I'll use my bonus action to use patient defense and I'll make sure I stand uh, directly in front of Leilani. So seven points of... At that, as you're standing directly in front of Leilani, you can see the blood dripping from the gash across your chest that the axe hit, and as you look down and touch it, it, it's pretty deep and concerning. You chug this potion, smash the bottle onto the floor, and then you feel this hand on your back, and you look and see Leilani's paw. And she says, hope that hit the spot, and she'll cast Healing Word on you as well. Yes. Lonnie. Six points of healing from her. Yeah. You watch as this pink thread almost goes into your wound and rhythmically sews it up and almost pulls it tight at the end and snaps the cord and that's like her magic sewing you back together yep. and then I'll go into a, I'll use a key point to go into a patient defense yep at that as well it brings us to Halrod's turn hey Bengor you're about to see some shit <laughs> pull, out my, pull out my battle axe and smack it against my shield just bellow to activate my bonus action rage mm-hmm I will take uh, 15 feet of movement to get right up in Cormier's business. And then I will go to use my two attacks using um, Form of the Beast Tail. Okay. First one is a 16. Uh, second one is a 15. Both hit. Five and eight, it's 13 damage total. Okay, what does it look like as you put Cormier down? So as I um, get close to him, um, my rage activated. The uh, bestial form of the Hungarian horntail tail erupts from my back and lashes to and throw and just slashes him across the chest. All right, you watch as these lacerations paint the boar's, oh, the wild boar with this red blood as he falls down to the floor. Uh, was that a lethal attack? No, I didn't want to kill him. Okay. So as you do, you can feel his breath bubbling in his throat just like he's still alive at this point but he's fading he watches his ravenousness is just he's still trying to get up and try and fight people but as he's just like scratching around this wound that you've done to him just fills and pulls with blood in his chest his white cotton shirt just stained completely are we out of um you're now out of combat can i run up i've got some manacles i just run up and just manacle him 
at that, you watch his Bagram flicks them around a finger and does that cop thing where you latch one Just onto a wrist. Yep. Uh, and as you do that, uh, I'll get you to roll an athletics check to contest with him because he's not going to come lightly. He only got a 12. Uh, 20, non-natural. All right. So you watch as one of the hands flails around. You watch as it grabs onto part of the floor and he swipes some of the blood around. And as he does, he just sort of moves the, the hand to his mouth and he just starts like licking the blood and he's just like, hungry, hunger. And you watch as you slap the manacle on him and pull his hands down and you watch as there's just this stain of blood across his chin now. You watch as everyone's outside. Zuri, the bartender, with his horseshoe ring bald head, just pokes his head above the bartender and he's like, is that... Is it over? Who's who's the um uh the one who's in charge of the temple again? Mordo's temple. Vera. 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 Uh somebody quick uh get Vera out here. I think this is actually I don't believe he's in his right mind and I don't think it's up to him. All right. You watch as he's beginning to struggle. Uh one of you will have to restrain him or more of you will have to restrain him. <clears throat> I have some robot to climb up with. His hands are restrained, but you'll just have yeah. to keep him in one spot. So he will roll with disadvantage to Can resist we, uh, whoever's holding him. Yes. Oh, someone, oh. someone hog tie him. I'll get him. Can we tie him to a chair? Mm-hmm. So you sit him to a chair, Bangor, and as he goes to get up, you just put one hand on his shoulder and just shove him dra- straight back down forcefully. And as you do that, you watch as Felix and Halrod together tie him to the chair. Roll a athletics check for me, Bangor. You have to beat a 11. <laughs> well, <laughs> all right. So as you shove him back to the floor, you watch as he like shoves your hand off of his shoulder and goes to get up again. But you get both of your hands this time and just push him back down. The rope tying around his form. After some minutes pass, you watch as Leilani walks up to you and says, "Well, that was a trip. Looks like somebody hasn't had their morning coffee, or had too much. Maybe." Thank you, Leilani, for helping me out. Seems like I got careless in my boredom. You could see that. Don't be too hard on yourself, Kitty. We all get in a spot of bother every here and there. <laughs> Usually it's Felix. Oh. Trouble finds trouble. Alright, let's see if we can get any sense out of Cormier. He's snapping like an animal would if caged. You watch moments later as Vera makes her way into the wild boar. Her black hair flowing she's in brown robes and you can see that she's probably in her mid 40s um you can see soft skin brown eyes as she walks through you can see she's got a a staff in her hands and as she moves over towards you she immediately moves to you Halrod, and says i'm pleased that you've returned i wish i saw you under better circumstances she leans down to Cormier and she says Cormier, what is troubling you and you watch as this individual with this brown mop of hair just sort of lashes out. And as he does, she sort of steps back and she says, calm. She touches his leg. And you watch then as this green radiant energy moves up his leg and into his form. And you watch as his tense body relaxes. You watch as the snapping changes into gasping. You watch then as she stands up and she says, hold him, hold him still. And you watch as you all begin to do so. And she puts a hand on his chest. And as she puts a hand on his chest and closes the eyes, she says, Mart, I'll save him. Bring him back to us. Cormier, feel her light. And you watch as this green light fills across his chest. You watch as the blood evaporates from his white shirt. 
He watches he begins to breathe more calmly. And then he falls unconscious. He stands up and says, Duri, find him a bed and send for somebody to watch him tonight. You fall. I need to know exactly what happened here. And then Leilani says, he just came in and cut sick. Absolutely tore the place apart. Kicked my buddy over here right in the chest. And then Vera's just like, I'll thank you. I'll take it from here. She's not wrong. Cormier came in and he was out of his mind, but he seemed to be hungry, like just a deep hunger. And if he couldn't get what he wanted, he lashed out violently. Hmm. I picked up the smell of rot on him as he came in, similar to what we found in the field. And it looks like he had dry blood on him as well. Please don't tell me he's been doing these to the goats. Well, no one said it was particular. No one said it was dog teeth. They just said it had canine. You watch as she goes. Vera opens the mouth of Cormier, and you can see that he has humanoid teeth. You can see that they are stained with dry blood. And there is just a putrid smell coming from his mouth. Looks like he's been doing some feeding. Whether it be on the goats or... Something else. What would do this to a person? I, I don't know. Where, where is he from? His stables are in the northern parts of Undercliff. The barkeep was talking, when I was speaking to the barkeep, he was saying that he hasn't heard from the north in a while. He has a very famous stable. Cormiers is, is revered. They sell horses to the city watch. He, he breeds the best mares. He's a peaceful man. This is out of his nature. Have you heard from anyone else from the north? Not for quite some time. We thought people were residing to themselves after the death of Groupin and Overbite. Fear something else may have happened. We can get this cleaned up. You're all welcome to stay in the Sanctuary of Mardol for free for the night if you wish, or if you prefer the wild boar. I'm sure Zuri can put you up for the night, Zuri says. I, I can do that for you. You know how Rod stays free wherever he comes anyway. Just not room three, please. Aye, that's uh, become quite a tourist attraction, actually. Anyway, I'll go prep the rooms. I'll get some people to clean this mess up. Well, it looks like we have um, something to do now. Yeah. You right, Felix? <laughs> uh, yeah, um, I'm, I'm feeling a bit better. Next uh, time, stay behind me. Well, or me. Next time, I might keep my defenses up as I walk in. He watches Leilani pipes up at that and says, oh, you know, stay in front of me. That was cool. Nothing that a uh, good night's sleep with a warm body wouldn't fix, right? Uh, and it's always it's good to have a bar team. I've seen enough action for one morning. Thank you again for your help. No worries. I'm going to go back to my room. Number eight, if you're wondering. She moves up the stairs. Wow, bow, bow, bow. I've been feeding my. <laughs> well, something's going to happen tonight, isn't it? <laughs> bow, chicka, wow, wow. I feel like Harrod's actually doing that. <laughs> <laughs> was that directed at Felix? Roll an inside check. Or just in general in case something happened. Oh, shit. 24. 
It was completely dry and non-flirtatious. Okay. <laughs> 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 yeah. <laughs> that, that, that sounds about right. Mm. I'm going back to my room and going to just sleep. It's about midday at this point. So what are you guys doing? Mm. Do we want to head up, check out the north, or do we want to just... No, no, not before. You've had a chance to heal. You just can't sit still, can you? No. I um, mean, I mean, like, are we going to leave, like, in an hour's time, or are we going to stay here for the night and leave tomorrow morning? We'll probably do tomorrow morning. Okay. Um, uh, it's at that moment you watch as three humanoids, humans, enter. You can see that they have padded armor on, rusty swords, and as they come in... You look at the first one, you can see that he has um, quite muscular-looking shoulders. You can see he's got this pencil-thin blonde moustache that looks like he's probably like 18 at most. And you can see him just sort of holstering the sword once he sees you guys, and he comes up to you and says, I am Nishi of the of the militia. I've been tasked with cleaning up this mess. Missed all the fun boys. He is but a boy. Numbers are scarce, I guess. Not many people want to stay in Undercliff and defend the farmlands. To me, it's better than, well, work in the field. Mm. Once people turn of age, they kind of want to live in academy and make some real coin. It's always been a tragedy. I loved living in this town. Small life isn't for everybody. Maybe you could come back. We need a leader. Ah, I'd like to I'd come back here and just fire up my cam forge again. Could be nice. Well, maybe you can. Look, um, as I said, Nishi, um, I can clean this up. You guys don't need to do this. All right, no worries. We'll get Thanks, into Nishi. A room. And you watch as they basically pick him up whilst tied to the chair, the two with him, and they all three of them move him up the stairs towards where the rooms are. And you watch as Nishi says, "Make sure he's comfortable. Put him in a bed. We can watch him. He'll he'll be fine." I do take my manacles off since he's still tied, and then. Yeah, pocket them again. Yeah, as they're going to leave, you just sort of flick your wrist, and as you do, the manacles fall off into your hands. You suavely place them in your pocket again. Yep. I'm gonna go and get my hand axes back. They're still. I'll say that they would. <laughs> I'll say that they would have t- been taken out uh, as you were tying. Yeah. All right, so we've got a bit of time to kill while Felix heals. Yep. Bagram, you've got anything that wants forging? I can fire up my old forge. I really would. How are you good at tinkering as well? Tinkering modifications because I, I I'm really keen on this. This short bow is good, but it's not that inconspicuous. So I'm, I'd be really keen on something like looking like crossbow style, but oh, that, that would, uses a little bit more um, tinkering rather than that's more forging. That's, that's a bit more that's more manufactured than it is. Yeah, I wouldn't have time so, to do that. Do you have some? Uh, was it? What about any uh, basic kind of sharp arrowheads kind of thing that I can just do? That I could do. Yeah, and, uh, basically, and I can I can fashion my own arrows with if I have the heads. Yeah, if you need some arrowheads, let me know. What do you want? Yeah, if even even just a dozen kind of sharp ones, like very kind of very uh, yeah, strong and sharp that'll just kind of just uh, penetrate armor. Hmm. Hollow point arrowheads, basically. Yeah, yeah. All right, armor piercing <laughs> arrowheads. So with that in mind, you have the equipment to do that in your old home where your forge resides. As you entered as well, you you know for a fact that it is a very rare occasion if City Watch or City Guard come to Undercliff. It's, mm. it, is, it is an ungoverned town, much to your dismay in times, but luckily enough now. 
And as far as they know, we haven't left Cadmia yet. Yeah. So your house. Are we all just going to go there instead? It's up to you. Can if you want, or you can take a rest. Oh, rest at your place. Mm. Watch your head as you come in. So you all take the road across and further east, and eventually you move down Trader's Way, which you know to be where most of the shops and market stalls reside in Undercliff. It is also where you bought your trinket from, Felix. And you eventually make your way across a light paddock uh, of unmanicured grass to get to Halrod's house, which is a stone masoned building, squat roof, which you can see made of uh, clay mason tiles. You can see an old forge at the back. It looks unlived in, but still sort of kept nice. The, the gardens within the fence line seem to be maintained, the lawn surrounding not so much. As you look at it, you can see two windows, one either side of the door, and you can see a, a hearth on the door, like a, a holly or a wreath. The flowers on that seem to be wilted. Okay. Um, I'm going to go make myself comfortable on the couch. I actually send um, Newton as the owl still just uh, up to the north. I know he can't really tell me what's going on, but I just kind of send him up there over the next hour. Okay. And that way when he comes back, once we get closer, he can actually kind of help hopefully guide, find a few things there if we need to. All right. I'll get you to roll a perception check and over the next hour, that's what he'll be doing and you'll so, also be doing. And that's just a new perception. I'm not looking through his eyes. Yep. I'll throw some throw some wood in the old forge and then um, dig out in the area next to the forge where I know I've got a box of old iron, of iron that I like to hide. Mm-hmm. Can I use inspiration? Let me take a short rest. Yes. Roll the two. Use inspo. Roll the one. Love it. Yeah, all right. Yep. You got so any whiskey? Three, so I've got a formed alcoholic. You need some You need some whiskey. You'll be able to get some from, uh, from Missouri. Got any food? I'm still hungry. I haven't lived here for like five years. Come on, man. <sighs> You open the pantry as you enter. There's a rat that scurries. I'll eat him. You watch as it squeaks behind the stove. Uh, Felix, you take up a portion of the couch, which you can see is well sat in. It's got like an ass groove in it, which sits quite nicely. And as you sort of look around, you can see a sketched picture on the wall within a frame. One of There's Halrod there, a younger Halrod, and a tall human female, quite beautiful, and they're holding hands. I don't mention it, but I just, I'll look at it for a little while and just somber, sort of remembering the story of what Harold told me. It's at that point you watch the forge in the backyard. You begin digging out a box of iron and it's a dusty sort of cramped space, but you're happy to be back here. You watch as you light the bellows and there's this warm glow that hits you. And then you hear footsteps coming from behind you as Bengor comes to watch you do your craft. I'll get you to roll a dexterity check to see how you go with these arrows. Beagram, as you begin concentrating on this spell, your familiar Newton begins soaring across the countryside. You can see a group of people that seem to be... Um, Am I, is it over 100 feet away that he's, he's going? Uh, he can go to the limit of 100 feet and then he just poofs back to you. So yep. he'll, he'll probably get to the edge of town, to be honest. Uh, so you can see a group of people that seem to be playing uh, a ball game, uh, some with children, and then you watch as a market stall sort of sells uh, different things around. There seems to be quite a peaceful town and there doesn't appear to be anybody 
or anything out of the ordinary. Like this, as a snapshot, this just looks quaint. Okay. You look towards your left and you can see Felix just mid-meditation. And you also hear him purring. As this time passes, I think you, was a sorry, net, just net to, twenty, by the way. Mm-hmm. Just with um, the familiar, anyways, he can go beyond a hundred feet. It's just I can only see through his eyes. Yeah, hundred feet. So yeah, I'm going to actually send him further, yep. all the way to the north. But I'm not just going to send him on his way. Okay, and then he'll come back, scatter that area. All right, cool. You create five of these arrowheads from a mold that you used to have, and you create the barbs just so, so they're uh, quite painful and hard to extract as you lash them and also fletch the uh, arrows sharp. You're able to get five of these arrows and you deliver them back to Bagram at the end of the hour. You just sort of drop them on his lap in a pile that seems to be wrapped in twine. Uh, these are plus one ammunitions. These look amazing. We need to get you behind the forge a little bit more often. That's, I do enjoy it. You also out of your meditation Felix at that point you all gather and Vera makes her way up the garden path towards you all she knocks politely on the door who is it it's Vera from the temple ah uh, no sorry Come she walks in and she says I'm sorry Halrod the place isn't kept up in more repair Quite all right. It looks quite nice. She nods and she says, please keep in mind that the memorial for Elmra is not in this state. We maintain it quite well. I appreciate that. Thank you. If you'd ever like to visit, I'm sure you would appreciate it. I've been to last time I was here, but we got sidetracked with all that business with group. Well, I've sent some word out. And... Well, nobody's really heard from Cormiz, and trade seemed to have stopped. It may be worth investigating. Hopefully these issues of rage and seemingly hunger stop with Cormiz cleansing. But in order to keep us safe, we must be sure of it. Absolutely. Would we you mind to... investigating? I'll absolutely do that. We need to figure out the source of this. She says, I'll leave it in your capable hands. Um, We are in short supply, as we were recently cleaned out by a group of adventurers that came to the temple. But here, and she hands over two health potions. This is what me and the maidens were able to make. If you run into any trouble, please don't hesitate to use them. Thank you. We'll put these to good use. But hopefully we don't need them. And I hope, by Mardol's grace, that you do not either. You watch as she ventures back to the center of town. There are a group of maidens waiting for her on the drive and all three of them walk out together. Leaving the four of you. I take the potions and I'll toss them in Felix's direction. Here you go, Felix. That might keep you alive a bit longer. I'll just take the one. I don't need it. I already have two. Just hang on to it. That way you can feed it to somebody if need be. That's, that's a good point. I've had to do that before. You still owe me that kiss. <laughs> Wait, no, didn't Leo do that? No, no. I'm the one who fed you the potion. Ah, that's true. You still owe me that kiss. 
lock her up, Kitty. Maybe later. All right, let's go ahead out, um, head out and check out Cormier's. Yep, let's do it. Okay. So it's mid-afternoon now, uh, straight after sort of lunch-ish. You begin making your way north, and you can see the quaint lifestyle continues the further north you head. You begin making your way to Thorpe's Crossing, which you know to be the crossroads where you then need to head towards the east in order to get to Cormier's, which is nestled amongst... It, it just backs off onto a wooded area. As you begin making your way down this path, taking the eastern road from Thorpe's Crossing, you watch as the sun begins to lull behind one of the hills and there is a there is a, a dusk-like light that sweeps across the area. The temperature drops as well and the wind sort of picks up and howls through your vision. Are we heading through the like forest land or trees or next to the forest land or trees? I'll show you. So there is forest beyond further to the east, but he is not directly up on the forested area. There's some crops and, and there's also some houses beyond his as well. As you make your way up this road and turn across one of the rises, you make your way up and you can see Ormias as the last light of the day begins to fall. You look at this house and it seems unoccupied, empty, quiet. What do you guys do? You said they like the light has gone dusk. Is that just because it's getting near night? Or night time. Is, okay. Yeah. I wasn't sure if it was like a, a dark shroud no, or no. anything falling over stuff. Well, I'll just see what I can smell in the area. All right. As you turn this corner, roll a perception check. Newton would have come back to you in this time yep. as well. He begins to fidget as you turn this rise. Okay. I'm going to basically just put my hand on uh, Bengor's shoulder again and say, Bengor, I'm just lead me along. And then I'm just going to go into Newton. I'm going to command him to go and just show me what he's agitated about mm-hmm. and then just go into his eyes and let him take Okay. So is he a weasel or an owl? This oh, still an, it's still an owl. Still an owl? I haven't changed him. Okay, so he flies off of your shoulder and over the building. As he does, Felix, you inhale deeply. What did you get? Um, I got 25. I'm just going to close my eyes and see what I can smell in here. Mm-hmm. You smell the scent of horses, obviously, hay. You can smell timber from the actual building, an extinguished fire, undertone of rot strongly smelt through this area smell. almost stronger than when you saw it at the goats I smell a strong scent of rot great as you say that Newton goes and flies and perches himself on the windowsill Bagram you look through this area you can see the stable workshop seems to be completely empty you move Newton through this area and flies into the stable area proper and you can see an open piece of grass area where you know the horses probably are left during the day and you see it immediately a corpse bloated quadrupedal horse lying dead on the floor you see ribcage exposed you can see one of its legs completely ripped off you can see its throat open and gashed as you look into the open stables, you can see some of the doors are closed. But you can feel Newton's anxiety mm. in this area. Okay, just basically bring it back to me. All right, you watch as you just... Yep. 
I don't think there's a single living creature there. They are all dead and massacred. All the horses in the stable. I feel like if this is where Cormier started on his rampage and then moved on, found the wild goats later and eventually stumbled his way into uh, Undercliff. What if it's not just Cormier though? Well, this is the problem. We don't know what's going on. We need to know why it happened. Maybe we'll go around the farmhouse and see if there's anything note. All right. Keep your wits about you. Treat this like the Azulu cave. Keep your face covered. Just in case it's something in the air. I think we should all keep our wits about us. Uh, I put my head up as well in the uh, cloak. Ready Mm -hmm. for sneaky boy. All right. Are you all going together or are you splitting or how are we entering this? We'll pair up for now. You want the the two noisy and the two sneaky? I was actually going to split. I was actually going to split fast person, fast and sneaky with a tank. That kind of defeats the purpose of sneaky. If all right, off you noisy. go. Ben, go on, and I will go together. You two go on, you on. Well, maybe we're being sneaky and you guys are. They'll come draw to you and then we can. Oh, so we're cannon fodder? Aren't you yes. always? Okay, works for me. At that, as this discussion takes place, you all look at the, the stable in question. You can see two large barn doors are basically right ahead of you. And you can see a workshop to the right and a hay bale to the left. You can see two water troughs and through that walled fence area is where you know through Newton Bagram that the open field resides in the stables. Is the house two-story? No. It just seems to be... There, there isn't really like a living quarter from what you guys saw. It just seems to be a working space like a stable and a workshop. Oh, no house. No house. Is there any sort of access on the roof, like any like attic window or something? It's it's sort of shaped like a barn, and you can see that there is a few windows on the top sort of level, which you could be able to climb the wall to get to. I might, I might try to do that. Yeah. I'm going to sneak into the area, probably into the workshop area. Okay. See what else is around there. So you two are splitting from each other. Are we? Oh, I thought the bar, the workshop was with the barn. There is a window above the workshop as well. But the workshop is disconnected from the oh, barn. Oh, okay. So if we go into the workshop, well, I'll jump onto the roof to the top window on the workshop. Okay. Yeah. And okay. you'll stealth towards the workshop. I'll stealth towards right. the door. And, yeah. Felix, you're able windows. to do so with your climbing speed. I'll need a stealth check from you, Bagram. Uh, 18. Okay. So sneakily enough, you guys watch as Bagram disappears into the shadow. You're left with a billow of his cloak as the wind blows by. Actually, no. Sorry. Because I've got an advantage. So actually, that's 22. Sorry. So he does it even better. (laughs) (laughs) You Um, don't even see the cloak flicker. Yeah. At that, Bagram, you get to the window that Newton the Owl perched on. At the same time, Felix, you jump and flip your way up onto the roof and look through one of the windows into the workshop. So you and Bagram probably 15 feet apart looking into the same space. Do the windows open or are they fixed? There is no glass or anything on them. They're completely open. Yep. As you look at this area, you can see the floor's probably timbered. You can see that there are benches that line the back wall, and you can see a various set of tools amongst them. Roll a perception check, both of you. 24. 22. So you are both able to see. Cormier seemed to be quite a meticulous man. He has one of those boards where all of the tools are outlined as to where they go with nails, and you can see that there's probably three tools missing. 
Can I tell from the outline what they look, what they are? You can. One seems to be a hacksaw. One's a hammer. And one is a chisel. Do we notice him having any of those on him? No. And there's, it's not on the bench or floor or anywhere else? Not it? from what you can see. There appears to be a few horseshoes across the bench and a set of pliers that you use to remove horseshoe and remove grime from within the hoof on the bench, but no sign of those tools at all. Maybe going back just a little bit, that leg that was ripped off the one horse, did it look... I know there's no leg there. Did it look yep. like it was ripped off or cut off? Or you, is that something Newton could You can tell, tell okay. from where you were. You just notice it should have had four legs, but it had three. In looking at space, is there any sort of offshoot rooms or... There seems to be a door that leads directly across from the window that leads into like a garden path that leads into the stable. But um, the workshop itself is just... Four walls that connect it and there is a massive door at the front that can open to let a cart in and out. Yeah, so no room or anything hidden. Why Doesn't look like it. Like yeah. If I look in, I can see everything. Yeah, if you look in as well, you can see that there are rafters in the room that you could perch on as part of the structure. But yeah, nothing, no secret rooms, nothing I, open. I send a message to Felix so I don't have to talk um, just directly to his head saying, doesn't look like there's anything here. Shall we try the barn next? You can reply. I, okay. <laughs> I'll, um, I'll jump down into the room from window inside. So I can take room. Okay. I might just have, okay. can I just have a quick invest? Like, I just want to like actually meticulously look around a little bit and see if there's anything we might have missed. Investigation check. Uh, natural 20 for a I was going to assist. Uh, natural 20 for a 19 okay <laughs> All right, so I was going to assist but that's probably as good as you're going to get as you both jump down into this area you can see that there are track marks that lead in and out of this workshop uh, as if a cart would have been parked there at times uh, in the dirt recently left well it looks uh, it looks well traveled so like okay. it happens often only one carrying hay on the left hand side of the barn nothing nothing else as you begin making your way towards the door on the opposite side that leads to the stable, you look towards the floor and you can see just single drops of blood that lead out the door and up the pathway. So the door is open at the moment then? You can see past it because it's it's a slatted door. Okay, yeah, yeah. yeah. Follow the red drop road? Yeah, sounds like a plan. All right, you begin to make your way through that area whilst that's happening. What are my dwarven brothers doing? <clears throat> We've gone to look around in the field, uh, in the uh, open area, mm -hmm. just to see if we can see anything lying around there. Okay. So you make your way past the workshop and around the back where you see this very large tree. And as you look probably 15 or so feet beyond the tree, there is a fenced area of land that backs onto the stable proper, in the middle of which you can see two water troughs, a pile of hay. And as the moon is portrayed from behind a cloud, you can see the body of one horse sitting there dead and some slick, shiny liquid on the floor around it. I'll probably inch my way over to the horse and have try and see, figure out what happened there. Are you stealthing? You know, they said we couldn't be sneaky. Let's stealth over there. All right, roll let's, your stealth. Let's be <laughs> <laughs> I rolled a 16 and an 18 because I have disadvantage. Uh, an 18 anyway. 21. All right, so competitively quiet you both begin moving through the long grass you know those uh, like the cartoon like the 
as they kind of like the little that's yeah. that's what I picture these guys. <laughs> they get from we one be stealthy. One to the other. It's like the Scooby Doo crawl all on their toes. <laughs> these two busty dwarves begin moving directly to the fence line and you get towards as you get towards the fence, you sort of slink your way over, trying your best not to make your armor clink as you land on the other side. You silently land and as you do so you turn around and that smell hits you. You both put your hands up Olympic gymnast style as you get there and look towards each other. You put your cloth shirts over your mouth and nose as the smell just becomes completely offensive. And this horse is completely ripped apart. I think we have victim zero. It looks like it. What has happened? Well, if this is the area that Cormier first went mad, it, the answer's got to be around here somewhere. Well, we've got to look for struggle or something because... I can't see anything else. Yes, that horse struggled to hang on to its life. Not that. <laughs> I mean, there's no struggle. There's no broken fences. There's no drag marks. There's nothing. Mm. How do you go from being... Nice, calm, nice, trade, bit of businessman to... Ripping horses and goats apart. That is the million gold piece question. In front of you, as you look through this paddock, you can see... To your right, a doorway that leads into the stable, and then directly in front of you, it looks like a a barn door uh, for horses or carts that could be pulled in through this area. But the stable lies directly in front of you, and you can see that there are two windows that appear on the wall ahead of you as well that leads inside, but there is complete darkness throughout that area. Mm, good job we have dark vision. All right. All right. Let's check out the stable. See what's going on in there. Leaving the odour behind you, you stealthily make your way across the paddock. You get towards the window, drawing your weapons as you do. And as you both poke your head above the sill, roll a perception check. Oh, 24. 12. So looking through, you can see one of the stable doors completely opened and you can see another map. You can see his rib cage completely opened, its organs gone. You can see that its head seems to be five feet away from its body and its eyes completely taken out. You look towards the the far left-hand side, Halrod, because something's drawing your attention. In this silence, you hear a creaking. You feel like it might be wood, but then you listen more closely. And it's not creaking, it's chewing. You hear the rhythmic chews and then a rip of flesh. You hear a snap of bone that rings. You both just look at each other at that loud noise that rings throughout. Maybe we try and sneak up on it. Sneak? Really? Oh. Maybe. Don't trip. So roll your stealth checks, guys, as you go in. Uh, I would like I would like to take inspiration, please. Go for it. Fifteen. And twenty-one. Okay. Oh, better than it was, it was better than it was gonna be. Okay. Oh no. 
So the two dwarves make their way towards the window. Bengor, you boost Alrod up so he can get to the window ledge and you hang on to the ledge as you get your way back down on the inside now, Halrod. You back yourself up against the wall. You just came in as Bangor follows you over. As you make your way in, two steps onto the soft, hay-filled ground, the chewing stops. And then it starts again. You begin to hear something on the other side of the barn now. You hear the sound of metallic rattling, almost like chains. And then you hear a growling. Alright, is that your stomach? Shut up. And the sounds of it, there's two of them. So let's just piss ball and get the others. As you say that, Bagram and Felix, you follow this blood trail. It seems to lead all the way out into this open paddock. You look ahead of you and you can see Bagram, the horse that had been ripped apart that Newton had seen previously. As you look towards this area, a large haystack resides in the centre and two water troughs to feed horses that used to reside in this paddock. Felix, as you look towards the stable, you can see the red head tuft of... Bengor inside the stable that seem to be moving deeper inward. The other two seem to be heading into the stable. Uh, they haven't said anything yet. Do we uh, follow them or follow the blood trail? Or is, where is that leading? <clears throat> Can we see the blood trail that leads out to the paddock? I just want to take a quick I'll make a perception check to see if anything noticeably moving out there at all. In the paddock? Yeah. Roll a perception check. You can roll an investigation check, Bagram, to check where the blood goes. Two for a eight. Looking around the paddock, there doesn't appear to be anything moving in there. It's still and creepily so. 21. You look towards the blood and you can see it intensifies in its duration and size as you get closer to the field. You've followed it this far and you watch as it U-turns around into the building of the barn and through a small door to your left. So, sorry, by the barn you mean the stable? The same place? Yes, sorry, the stable, yes. I just want to clear two Mm -hmm. different buildings. I'm like, uh, the blood actually goes the same place where these other two guys are. Maybe we should... uh, Let's just just go there. Right, so you both jump this fence? Yep, um, I send... I'm like, just guide me. I send uh, Newton up to the top of the barn, like inside, like through the window, but flying up to the very top to see mm-hmm. if I can look, see what else is in there. Okay. So as you stand there, this spell goes and you watch as Newton flies through an open window and perches on top of the rafters. He's just kind of looking all uh, looking around. He's got advantage on anything with sight. Roll a perception check with advantage. Twelve. So at this point, you watch as Newton can see the two dwarven individuals moving slowly through the middle of this stable, looking left and right. You look behind where Newton is perched and you can see that there is a wall that doesn't go all the way up to the ceiling made of timber and there is a, a 
there is a wooden set of doors that seem to be heavily chained. As Newton looks over it, he can see crates, a workbench, various different pieces of timber just leaned up against the wall, almost like this is a storage shed. And then pinned to the floor, chained with pythons or pittons, you can see what looks like this slowly writhing body of this furred creature. You see its teeth gnashing slowly. You look at its body. It's a long neck hunched over, this fur-like mane coming from its neck and these spots of black on a pelt of brown. You can see it's got armoured body of mishmash, metal and leather. As you look at it, it le- its legs seem to come to gigantic paws. And funnily enough, you look at it and it seems to have no arms. As Newton looks at it, they seem to have been severed off. And on the workbench, you see the saw. Alright, um, I leave Newton there, come out and I say, yep. And I basically relay it all to um, Felix, what I saw. And I also, while I'm at it, use my cantrip just to send a quick message to these two guys to actually relay that same thing to them, saying, hey, I see you guys there. Tell them about the chain gate and about the creature on the floor. That seems to emanate from the same location you heard the jingling and growling coming from. Mm-hmm. I can't reply to a message to him, can I? Once. Once. Yep. Yeah, yeah. With that, can I go back into Newton's eyes and look specifically for that? Yes. Roll one last perception check. 20 plus 3. Very good. So as you begin moving through this stable, you watch as Newton dislodges from the rafter, swoops across to where the stable of horses are, and as you perch above the two dwarven individuals, you can have a clear view into a lot of the stables. You can see the carcasses of two dead horses in two of the stables. One seems to be dead longer than the other. You can see that its floor is completely painted sticky with dried blood. And you can see another with its organs completely ripped out, its head halfway across the floor next to it. However, about five feet from where Halrod and Bangor are moving on the other side of the door, you see a corpse of a horse, but the inside of it seems to be moving. And as you look towards the other side of it, you can see what looks like a massive hyena feeding. Yeah, so once again, I leave Newton right there, pop back out. I'll Felix send a message to these guys saying, yep, on the other side, it's like a hyena-type creature feeding on the on a dead horse. As you say that, roll stealth checks. Bengal and Halrod. <laughs> oh, no! That one? That would be a four. <laughs> That would be a five. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So we've just looked at each other, tried to walk away and walk straight into each other. <laughs> All right. You guys begin walking through this area. 
you hear this message from Bayagrim and it frightens you guys enough that your armor jingles, you immediately turn around to walk out of this area. And as you do, you both slam into each other, making the loudest noise ruckusing through. As that happens, you watch as the chewing sound stops. This growl. You watch then as this creature slowly makes its way out of the stable in front of you, five feet away. You can see these jaws dripping with blood and gore. You can see dark eyes seem to be illuminated in what little light there is. You can see this dark mat of hair that seems to be plaited down one side. You can see this hulking body of this hyena with this putrid smell coming from it just moving out of this area. At that, it barks at you. And then we'll roll initiative. Hi, guys. and Thank you so much for listening to the latest episode, D&D Valiant Odyssey. In the future, guys, if you want to catch up with us outside of the times that the episodes are released, you can come to our Discord. You should find the link in the show notes. If you want to catch up on all the announcements and keep up to date with the Valiant Odyssey action, then there's our socials link as well. Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, you name it, we're there. Valiant Odyssey is growing and it's all because of you. So thank you so much for your patronage. Make sure you leave a review on your favorite podcast medium. We'll see you next week. Welcome to the Odyssey.